To the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. I'm Alan Jackaway, and with me on the phone, Mr. James Bunnell. James, how are you? I'm doing well, Alan. How are you today? I am good. James, is this our shortest distance ever phone podcast? Yeah, it's actually even shorter than you think because I'm cat sitting for my girlfriend right now, and as you know, her house is slightly closer to yours than mine is. There you go. Well, we weren't able to get together. James and I have both been traveling or about to be traveling, so we're doing it by the phone, but we have to do the conference championships. Uh, but before that, we have to talk about last week's games, which are pretty good. Yeah. I uh, I would like to... I think we can get into this in the review part, but I, man, I am so excited about these Falcons. I, I'm just enjoying watching them. I think it is the review part. Let's talk about why you enjoy... Or, I'm sorry, unless you mean the preview part. No, let's talk about the teams that got bounced out in the in the previous games but i mean the falcons were involved in that they really i mean crushed i guess it's safe to say crushed the seahawks like it was pretty, pretty yeah serious. i mean the score if you just looked at the score in the abstract like the atlanta won by 16 points that's not really a crushing defeat but it never looked like the seahawks were in that game at all yeah and, and it caused that i don't know i mean all year the seahawks offensive line has been bad but it just looked it looked non-existent in that game. Uh, yep. Just the number of times Russell Wilson was just nearly immediately met by members of the Atlanta organization uh, as soon as the ball was snapped was just a truly... It must have been disheartening for the Seahawks. It was amazing if you were rooting for the Falcons in that game, though. Yeah. Well, and I think we had a decent projection, and not just us. I think a lot of people had this, that, that Seahawks defense without Earl Thomas gives up passing plays much more often. Yeah, it does, because he really is a special kind of player that can... Yeah. His his nearly unmatched athleticism allows him to let the Seahawks do essentially cheat on the passing game a lot, because he can make up for so much with his speed and his uh, physicality. Yeah. And there... You know, I think this, the Seahawks will be fine next year. Most of those guys are still under contract. Thomas and Chancellor and um, Sherman and all those people are still under contract. So all they have to do is spend some money on an offensive line, and then they'll be in these games probably. Yeah, that's true. Did, did, and not get hurt. Yeah, did you hear they just got dinged by the NFL for failure to report Richard Sherman's knee injury all year long? No, I did not hear that. That's, I mean... All right. We'll we'll check in How, with that story in the off season, but I just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they have to report the injuries. That's one of the rules. Yeah. There's not that many rules these guys have to these teams have to follow. Not really. So they just have to not do stuff like that. I don't know. I'm um, on the other side of the ball. The other team getting eliminated. Houston looked pretty good. Yeah, they put up a really good show. Honestly, it it looked like they were in that game the whole. That was a game, sort of the opposite result. The score looks kind of bad at the end of it, but Houston was kind of in that game the whole way. Yep, I agree. Definitely agree. Are you ready to be talking about Jadavian Clowney as a? I mean, he his position still linebacker, so not necessarily fantasy starter, but like a top tier 
pass rushing force. Absolutely. I, I've been waiting for this since we first talked about him on the podcast. He looked, there was, a, going around Twitter was uh, a gif of that one. It was like a, a, I don't even know how to describe it except to say that the ball was snapped and Jadeveon Clowney just followed immediately behind the ball and hit Tom Brady before, he, he had taken maybe like one and a half steps into his uh-huh. drop and Jadeveon Clowney was just there. <laughs> It was one of the most, uh, I just, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, it'll be fun. And if Watt comes back healthy, I mean, that defense is going to be terrifying. Yeah, you got to think if they can just get a quarterback that won't lose them games, like, yeah. then they will be amazing. Yes, then they will. And you can make the same argument. I uh, I forgot that there were two whole other games. I thought that were, there were only two last week, but there were four. There were. Uh, you can make the same argument about the Chiefs. Yeah. His defense managed to hold the Steelers to six uh, field goals. It's, it's the most field goals ever in a playoff game. Yeah, which I just assumed was held by the Ravens. Maybe it was before, but uh, I suspect I that's true. That the Ravens had six at some point in 2000, but I guess not. Yeah. So, um, good I, for him? Question mark? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that that poor I feel so bad for Andy Reid is sort of how I feel about it. I feel like he deserved to win that game and I don't know how the Steelers did. I just don't Yeah. I don't understand it. <laughs> well, you you have to score touchdowns sometimes. I mean, you don't obviously. You don't, but yeah, but, but uh, the Chiefs maybe do. He needed, yeah. Yeah, maybe the Chiefs needed more field goals. Yeah, that's clearly where I they mean, were lacking. Yeah, if you look at the score solely by field goals, they got shut out. Yeah, exactly. So think about that. It's pretty, pretty yeah. bad. I think what they really need is wide receivers. They're, by far their most productive receiver was Travis Kelsey this year. And you might note that he's just a tight end, not, not actually a wide receiver. So um, I think yeah. that team has really good bones in place. And if they can just fill it out a little bit, they're going to be a force and to be reckoned with. It's kind of a shame to lose them because they were probably... I, I mean, I thought their defense was better than the Seahawks once Earl Thomas went out, so they were probably the best defense left. Maybe I, Houston. I, I don't know. Yeah. We lost all the good ones. We, yeah, that's for true. Whatever's left is not the cream of the crop defense-wise. Yeah. And then the Dallas game, I don't think we have any defense to talk about Dallas. Nope. I mean, their defense was not great. Nope. Neither, neither was Green Bay's, and uh, we'll talk about the Green Bay part later, and we won't, I mean, you know, how do you... How do you give up those those long passes to Rodgers, except everyone gives them up, so you can't blame them too much, I guess. Yeah, I guess I, I it's really confusing, but really the most exciting to watch uh, on television, yes. though. All right, we only have two games to preview today. Conference championships, deciding who reaches the Super Bowl. We have switched conferences from who we previewed last time, which means that James is doing the AFC this time, for real. For Hello. real, yes. You're going to start. Let's okay, hear it. Okay, here we go. The Steelers are known for linebackers, but Tom Brady's short games smooth like a lacquer. Can the Patriots' D stop Le'Veon's party? It depends on which side's got more slackers. Interesting. All right, so talk to me about slackers. All right. It took a turn at the end there. It did. Well, so, and this, de- I I feel like this game, I don't like either of these teams very much. I'll state that outright just from the beginning. I feel like this game is going to come down to which team's defense can stay in the game longer. Because, this, I mean, and we know that the Steelers are known for linebacking, but this this year, up until the playoffs, 
their linebacking core had been unimpressive. And with the notable exception of James Harrison, 174-year-old professional football player, who's retired yeah. like seven times now. Um, the uh, broadcasters hit that point really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have shown up in the playoffs in a way that would have made people feel a lot more scared of this team in the regular season if they had been playing that way all year. Um, and specifically, did, did you see James Harrison post his uh, workout video the day after the beating the Chiefs? I did not. Oh yeah, he he posted his he posted his workout video on on Twitter or whatever. It probably wasn't Twitter because it was probably longer than that. But you know, back at the gym, yep. getting ready for the. Anyway, the uh, this is going to come down to can can these magical linebackers who have remembered how to play in the the playoffs keep up their hustle and keep Tom Brady's short game under control. Um, while at the same time, it's it's up to the Patriots linebacking core, who have been decent this year, but with the the loss of Jamie Collins, have certainly seen a uh, what do you call it a, a, a dropping off in in production. Um, yep. I, I don't think the uh, the the people they had ready to come in for Jamie Collins were actually ready to come in for Jamie Collins, and, and it's sort of starting to show, which is going to be a problem because Le'Veon Bell is averaging like 170 rushing yards per game right now. Um, and if he rushes for 170 yards against the Patriots team, I don't think the Patriots are going to survive that. Like, if he does what he did um, in the, uh, gosh, who did who did they play before Kansas City, right? Steelers had to go through somebody else, and Le'Veon Bell just ran yeah, in, like... Yeah, should remember that, yeah, maybe. I think uh, we, Miami. Yes, uh, yes. It could, what, like, if Le'Veon Bell gets a game, like, against, like, Miami... I, I just the Patriots have no chance to to handle that, and I think it's gonna it's gonna come down to which of these um, fronts can cover can 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 uh, not cover but rather hustle more uh, to yeah, keep. Yeah, I mean it's true that the Patriots use those running backs pretty heavily too. If if even if they're doing it mostly in the passing game, right? Yes, you, know, you get a lot of Legarrette Blunt when you're lined up small, and you get a lot of Deion Lewis and James White when you're lined up big, right? And it's it's going to be up so. to is is are Shazier and Harrison going to be able to stand up to uh, that relentless short assault? Uh, while uh, our whoever I care so little about the Patriots, I can't remember who's starting there. Jabal Sheard, I guess, and maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We talked about the guy that replaced Jamie Collins, but anyway, we'll just put it on Jabal Sheard's head. He's he's decent, but it'll be up to him to be more than just decent. To stop yep. Le'Veon Bell. I agree. And I think both of these teams' secondaries are kind of a wash. I, I don't know that. I, yeah, I don't know that both, either is particularly have, great. Yeah, they both have players capable of good things but inconsistent. Yeah, that's how I would say. And I mean, it's so. yeah, it's gonna. The passing game is sort of like Tom Brady's dink and dunk over the middle, never misses a pass versus uh, Big Ben's unsackable throwing the ball to Antonio Brown. 80 yards downfield. So I, I think those two sort of wash each other out in terms of advantage, disadvantage. Makes sense. All right. NFC time? NFC time. What do you got for us, Alan? All right. Here we go. How important is Morgan Burnett? Is Keanu Neal ready yet? With questionable D's across the NFC, 
Maybe offense is how you should bet. <laughs> that seems appropriate so, uh, for the game we're about to watch. Hey, well, yeah, so this game has the highest over-under in playoff history or something, or the last 20 years of it. Um, I chose to focus on the safeties because, you know, Green Bay last week had a, something like an 18-point lead, and they blew it, and they blew it right after Morgan Burnett left. And the announcers even went so far as to call out a specific play where the guy could have had an interception and say, you know, I think Morgan Burnett would have caught that one, which who knows. But yeah, that's a ridiculous argument, that, but yes. Morgan, yeah, well, yeah. But the point is that Morgan Burnett is really good um, and important in how they stop the pass. And uh, Keanu Neal on the other side has also been really good, rookie safety this year, at how they stop the pass. And they're both injured and they both might play but they both might not play. Ah. <laughs> and I think it makes a pretty big difference because, again, neither of these teams have great pass rushes. Again, I yeah. think I guess I like Atlanta's a little bit better. If um, I had to neither pick, of these, yeah. Yeah, neither of these teams have great, really, defenses across the board. Like, you can go through every position. But I think if one of those safeties comes back and the other doesn't, that would be pretty impactful. Yeah. If they're either both in or both out, um, at that point I'm just kind of deciding how I like it based on the uh, – the offensive players i think which i think you can make an argument either way i mean rogers is better than ryan i think but the rest of the team Julio yeah is pretty good yeah and Julio the running backs is are awesome good. on that you know those those atlanta running backs can really play yeah and they're gonna be that's gonna be you know last time we said you know clay matthews is gonna have to chase ezekiel elliott around and then they lined up in nickel and for some reason the cowboys didn't run ezekiel elliott that much I don't think the Falcons, even if they get behind 14 points, I don't think the Falcons are going to do that. They're going to keep running no. and short passing and all that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. It's worked all. It's worked really well for them so far. So uh, yeah. I don't really see any reason why they need to stop. Yes, I don't anticipate them making that same decision. So I, I really think you know. Again, I, th I think those safeties are very important. But after that, like the rest of the, those defenses aren't that great, and. Uh, you know, I mean, it's tempting to just say it's the it's about the offense in this one, and really the other one too. Yeah, it probably is. Level. As as we noted before, there's not a lot of good defense left in uh, in this. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, something told me that it's the first time in DVOA history, which is the Football Outsiders thing, yeah. that no top ten team in defensive DVOA is in the. Um, championships <laughs> championships well there you go they so. you've probably heard them say that defense wins championships but this year that is literally not true can't possibly be true yeah but it's interesting because it means that a small change in a bad defense could make it happen right That's, like if pittsburgh yes. really has gone from being bad to being okay that could mean that they're the defense that wins championships that's true and if atlanta um you know if atlanta's pass rush really stays on like, if Vic Peasley has a good game two games in a row, then that could win it for them. That's true. You know? Yeah. Although so, I think Aaron Rodgers may be the quarterback who is most capable of just using his own abilities to mitigate an opposing team's pass rush in all of football. Yeah, that's probably fair. But That's uh, probably fair. But your point remains both valid and insightful. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be interesting. And we'll, you know, when we do our super bowl preview and we talk about defensive player props it's gonna be interesting to see who we're even talking about yeah that's actually a really good point <laughs> i may have to learn the rest <laughs> of the patriots linebackers names for instance yeah yep may have to 
All right. Anything else about the NFC? No, I don't think so. I'm just, yeah, I, getting that over sounds really good right now. Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme in interstitial music is Dear Liza by Ned and the Dirt. You can get their album all over the place. James and I will be back next, not next week. We will not be back next week. We will be back in two weeks right. with our Super Bowl preview and props extravaganza. That's right. Um, so that'll be fun, hopefully. It's been yeah. fun in the past. In it'll the past, be... Sarah's joined us, so we might have producer Sarah on that as well. That's good. Yeah, it'll be like like they're talking about in the NFL, moving the Pro Bowl to more of a skills competition. This will be like a mental skills competition for yes. your podcasting mind. And, of course, they stole that from us. It yes. never hurts to remind people that we've been on the Pro Bowl should be a skills competition bandwagon for, like, since the since the first year of the podcast. Yeah. Which yeah. I think was 1980. Uh, I'm going right? to have to check, but that sounds right. Maybe 79, maybe 80. Hard to say. Yeah. We pretty much started when the leagues merged. Yes. If I recall. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that will do for that. That's the plan. Um, hit of the week. Uh, my proposal is that awesome, awesome interception at the end of the Atlanta game. That was that was my favorite defensive thing. It was by far my favorite, probably my favorite thing that happened the yeah. whole week. I don't know that I've seen a more exciting play thing, anything than that. That was just, uh, and it's not even a thing. You, there's on, on the, like on the one level that you feel like there's like no skill involved in a play like that, but on the other level, like everybody's like quick twitch reaction like you know the hand skills yep. or whatever you talk about is is the skills that made that possible and it was well the one guy hit it twice yeah on the ground lying down hit the ball twice to keep it up it was like the it was like <laughs> the nfl gods um taking payment from the seahawks for that jermaine curse catch um in the super bowl uh two years ago where where he like caught where he like bobbled it like twice while going to the ground uh, to try to get it was the thing that set up the uh, didn't didn't run the ball with Marshawn Lynch play it was the play that set that up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep uh, who knows anyway that was my favorite thing that happened yeah. I know that Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things yeah but, but we those are defense here yeah so. this counts defense that's that's the hit of the week for sure yep um, we'll have another hit of the week next week two weeks from now. That's right. Between the two. Between next week from a football standpoint, Pro Bowl doesn't count. Right. Nobody cares about that. Exactly. Uh, That'll do it. From Alan. And James. Stay Stay low. low.